Welcome to another inspirational episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. Brandon Rhinus is with us. He's the founder of Higher Universe, a publishing company of comic books such as Misfits, Stargirl, Ghoul Squad. At first I had no idea, like roughly knew how a comic was made, but I'd never actually made one. Monetizing Your Creativity asks the question, what does it take to earn a living with your creative talents? With self-publishing, you can start it right away. There's no one standing in your way, right? You can just get the comics printed, start selling to people and making money. And I just love the freedom too, that I can do whatever I want. We focus on the success principles common to all disciplines by interviewing producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, music composers, animators, designers, and much, much more. Learn how to create your own path to success. Let's roll. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I'm your host, Marvin Polis, and joining me is your co-host, Fred Keating. We are in Edmonton, Canada, because we like Edmonton. Edmonton is a place where there are wonderful artists, wonderful people working in the media industry. They're just all over the place. And we have set up, well, kind of a studio in the park, Fred. Yes, we have. It's a lovely day here, and we have a special guest. Brandon Rhinus is with us. He's the founder of higher universe a publishing company of comic books such as misfits star girl ghoul squad skull alley cats gee i hope some of those are comedies brandon oh yeah so some of them are pretty funny they have attitude right oh yeah and so do you i hope so thank you for being with us tell us a little bit about how this started for you where were the seeds planted that led you to strike out on your own found this company and find the people you needed to make it work uh well i guess the seed was planted it started in elementary school i got into comic books and um ever since then it was just assumed i'd eventually do it because it was such an interest but I'd, i'd always written stories even back to when i could first write. I used to write these Star Wars stories that were maybe like one paragraph long when I when I was really young, which to me was a, was a novel, right? The main uh, catalyst that kind of launched my career was in fourth grade. I wrote a three or four page short story and I asked our English teacher if I could read it to the class and she allowed me to do that. And as soon as I was done, you know, everyone burst out in applause. And I remember at recess, all the, all the guys were like, oh, you should write a part two. You know, that was such a great story. And just from that moment on, it was like, oh, you know, like people like what I write. I should do this. Over time, I remember I watched uh, Quentin Tarantino's movie Resident dogs when I was in high school and that was like I should do movies so I started volunteering for the community television station in Wetaskiwin and they allowed me to use their equipment on my days off and in the evenings and me and my friends would just go out and make these like really terrible short films you know just kind of screwing around and stuff and then I went to Nate and took radio and television there was no film uh, class uh, at that time when I graduated so I took radio and TV because it was the closest thing that they had and then I kind of moved around Alberta doing some community TV station video camera type jobs at the same time I would keep using the equipment to make pretty bad films and it wasn't until kind of the later 2000s I met up with uh, Knight and Richmond and Chris Morris and a couple filmmakers in Edmonton and they'd already started shooting a feature-length film called Aaron Boy and I kind of came on board and worked on that and you know that was a lot of fun. After that I kind of got out of the movie thing for a while and uh, basically didn't really do much of anything for uh, probably about four or five years. I kind of just lost interest for a bit and it wasn't around until around 2011 where Adam Storis Chuck my higher universe co-creator and I were like you know what we've been talking about these comic books for years like we have all these stories like let's just actually do this for real. So we basically dove in, went all in and uh, hired some artists and we started putting like a ton of money into it and we started publishing comics and then uh, it wasn't until just this past year or uh, 2015 where I was like you know what the comic thing's going good like I kind of miss uh, doing the movie thing so I started writing some screenplays and really taking it seriously and they started getting noticed and I had some interest in some of my stuff and then I was like you know what I'm gonna like start making a, a film so I started going to the Edmonton uh, film group and I met some people there and I worked on one little film that we did and uh, it was actually the last meeting I ever went to with them uh, Afton Rents came in and I met her 
and she was an actor and a certified fight choreographer. She was just looking for someone to help make films where she would have like an excuse to fight, which is like her, her film thing. And I was like, oh, kind of you know, light bulb went off in my head. And we met up later and came up with the concept of Mental Case, which is our web series. And I wrote, you know, the first two episodes within a few days and we decided, you know, let's do this. Let's shoot this like in a couple months. We funded ourselves. Pretty much everyone worked for free. It was very, very low budget, but we just wanted to prove a concept. So we shot both episodes simultaneously over the course of a couple weeks. From there, I decided I want to take things up like a step and kind of do something a bit higher budget. I wrote a script called I'm in Love with a Dead Girl. It was like a 10 minute film. And we launched a crowdfunding campaign for that to raise. Uh, we ended up raising, it was successful. We raised just over $4,000. So we shot that and it turned out very well. And actually at the time of this recording, coming up in a few weeks from now, we have the premiere of the first couple episodes of Mental Case and the film I'm in Love with a Dead Girl. So depending on when you're listening to this, it's probably already, already came out and hopefully it was a big success. Tell us a little bit more about your publishing venture. It's something that I'm really intrigued about. You're a storyteller, you're a writer, but you're not an illustrator. So how did you get that up and running? And that's kind of like a big strike against you if you want to make comics and you can't draw. You know, It really puts you at, at a disadvantage, but there's plenty of artists out there that can draw and a surprising number of them cannot write or do not want to. So it kind of worked out perfectly. And when Adam and I first started doing it, like Adam's an artist, he's not a comic book artist, but he can draw. So he did a lot of the um, basic concept drawings and that type of thing. And at first I had no idea, like roughly knew how a comic was made, but I'd never actually made one. So I just posted all over Facebook and Kijiji. Uh, I went like every city in the world and, and just asked looking for artists, like uh, kind of send samples of your work and how much do you charge? And we got like hundreds of responses. We filtered them down to like a manageable dozen or so. And then we kind of just figured out like, you know, the most reasonable price for the best artwork. And we eventually found a guy named Luca in Italy. He started drawing our series of misfits. You know, we found out what he charged and we worked it out that, okay, well, if we just get a certain amount of pages every payday, because Adam and I worked uh, day jobs, every payday, we have enough to afford like three pages. So we get him to do that. And then simultaneously, we started production on Stargirl and we hired an artist, Brittany Bromley, who's from Edmonton here. We did the same thing. Every second Friday when we got paid, the artists would turn in their pages and we'd pay them. And this went on for about a year until, oh, lo and behold, we got a whole comic done. Then it was a matter of finding out how to print them. We found a company called Kablam in Florida that prints them. And so we printed off like a hundred copies of them. And Adam, uh, lo and behold, turns out he's a great salesman. He just started going around to start off with people at his work. He was working at a restaurant and he would just ask people there like, hey, we made a comic. You want to buy one? 10 bucks. And started selling a bunch of them and kind of started off family and friends. And then he would eventually just start hitting up people. He met on the bus, you know, on the subway, just out on the street and people were buying them. And he would uh, go to bars and he would hang out on, you know, on paydays where people would be kind of drinking in a good spirits and they'd have money and you know they'd be willing to squander some on our comics and you'd come home and it's like oh we got like 100 or 200 bucks you know we actually made some real money off of this so oh, okay we have enough to um print some more comics and we got a little bit coming in we could launch a third series so we hired an artist to do ghoul squad you know i wrote the script and next you know we got three comics and we kind of just kept snowballing from there we would just keep selling them and we'd have other things we'd sell we'd make these little refrigerator magnet things we'd sell them for 10 bucks a piece and yeah the next thing you know we have a whole slate of comic books out and uh, people seem to like them or make them more and we got you know a small fan base now how do you do your online marketing we do most of our marketing through our website and you know through facebook and twitter and just letting anyone who wants to hear about it know about it our comics are available on comiXology and um, drive through comics and all, all the major digital comic platform we sell them through payhip too you know we could just download a pdf copy i try to you know do podcasts and everything and we just get a lot of people that will email us with a lot of them are like emerging artists and writers that kind of want to do what we do they'll ask us questions and we'll just kind of you know give them some info if they're trying to launch their own career and help people out like that and we kind of did some interesting things too of like kind of cross promotion and a lot of our comics at the back we'd find you know either an artist or an actor or bands or just anyone doing anything interesting and we would just do like a profile on like a two-page interview with pictures of what they do in exchange you know, they would help promote our comic and we'd help promote them and some of those people have led to uh, long-lasting relationships like one of the bands we interviewed probably 2012 
is actually uh, recording some music for I'm in love with the dead girl that we're making right now so we've met a lot of people that way and and it just works you know to kind of foster those relationships and get the word out and bands that if their music is in our um, in our movie you know they'll help promote us and vice versa we can't really afford um, expensive TV ads or anything like that it's just not an option for us so just through social media and, and just basically word of mouth just kind of getting the word out there and talking to anyone who will listen has actually been working out pretty well for us it sounds like a real critical mass of creative activity and are you mining then the comics that you've written as source material for the the movies that you're about to make i've always wanted to do that but the thing with comics is that you're not restrained by the budget we have like star girl it's a space adventure there's just no way we could actually do that on our budget so while i would love to do that uh, it's always in the back of my mind is like doing an animated series based on ghoul squad that type of thing it's just not really feasible for us at the moment we did make a comic book based on mental case it's out digitally now but we're not releasing it in print until the big premiere we have coming up at the end of the month but it's always in the back of my mind that yeah one day i want all our comics to you know, be animated and to be in feature-length movies and i've had some minor interest in star girl production companies have read them and been interested in it and i've kind of pitched it to them and you know it's kind of in limbo whether or not it's going to happen on it and a couple of them have passed but i'm hoping like eventually if i just keep pushing it eventually they'll reach other mediums how'd you come up with the name higher universe higher universe it was actually like a tv show idea that i'd, I'd written many many half-finished scripts on over the years ever since i was in college and it was going to be called um the higher life a couple times it came close to getting produced and it always just fell through and, and didn't happen and i was telling my uh, roommate uh, andre about it probably six years ago or so and uh, he thought it was hilarious and he read some of it and he was an actor too he wanted to act in it and it just you know it never happened but i was trying to figure out a name for the new company and i was like i like the higher life i like something along those lines and we were driving around one day and he's like how about uh higher universe i was like yeah that's cool can i use that and he's like yeah go ahead and that's how it happened now why self-publishing as opposed to the more traditional route where you go and pitch your ideas to an existing publisher well the thing with self-publishing is you can get started right away and there's no one that can say no to you and the thing is with a lot of the publishers even the smaller ones they get so many submissions that even if your stuff's good it's overwhelming the amount of material they get and i have a few publishers looking at stuff i had some a ghoul squad was close to getting published by a couple reasonably big publishers and ended up not happening things with self-publishing you can start it right away there's no one standing in your way right you could just get the comics printed start selling to people and making money so as long as you're confident in your own skills and talents to produce the material and as long as you're confident in your abilities to market you feel it's the way to go oh yeah it's the way to go and that's the thing too is with a lot of publishers it helps a lot if you're established if you know what you're doing like if you come in and you're just you're a total novice it's just going to be a lot harder for you so if you've self-published a few titles where we've overseen every aspect of publication from like concept to holding it in your hands in print they kind of know that you're the real deal they're not gonna have to explain things to you and it's just it's going to be a lot easier and i just love the freedom too that i can do whatever i want as soon as you have a publisher they well they may not like the cover they may not like your logo the this and that oh it's it's two pages too long or two pages too short you know whereas right now i have control over every aspect of it and i just love doing that right like maybe we don't have the reach that we would if we were being published by dark horse or something but it, we just have that freedom to do whatever we want and when we do approach a publisher we can show them our website that hey we're kind of established we know what we're doing like we're the real deal and i think when the time comes we'll just be in a much better place to actually do that tell me are there mentors other than that first teacher who said yes to allowing that young kid to read his story in front of the class uh, do you have mentors within the industry that you're in now that you learn from either directly or indirectly honestly i wish i could say that there were but there's not i'm kind of a self-starter i do everything myself i like to do things my own way i mean it's not like i don't take advice or anything but there's not there's not really anyone that I look up to. Like, there's a lot of people I, you know, I like their work and I kind of maybe aspire to, but I wouldn't really say I have any mentors. I kind of just like to do things my way. I've kind of always been that way and probably always will. Maybe it's just stubbornness, but it's kind of like, I just like coming up with this idea, getting it finished my way and getting it done. I'd rather sacrifice the kind of money and fame a little bit just to have that freedom to be able to do what I want. 
yes, that's hard to measure in terms of income. Tell me, would you be willing to be a mentor for someone like you were when you were 11 to 12 to 14 years old or 16 or 18 who showed up at your door and said, this is how well I draw or this is a story that I wrote? Would there be a place in your growing empire to absorb some sort of internship so that you, in fact, could help train either your new employees when they had uh, made themselves valuable to you? Or really, are you so overwhelmed that uh, that's really not in the picture? Oh, I'd love to do something like that. Uh, I've never done anything like that before. It's uh, I'm not sure how that would work, but I, I'm totally intrigued, right? Like, I like helping people out. I even wrote, um, I remember when, when we used to do kind of the, like the big um, promotions to bring in new artists. We had so many of them that their pitches would be bad. Like, they do something. Thing that would just totally turn me off of them and people kept doing the same mistakes so i wrote this article like uh 10 things to like do and not do when you're approaching a comic book publisher and i put that online and it kind of went viral and i had all these uh even some like semi-big people i heard of before like commenting on it on linkedin and stuff and that it's like oh i'm glad someone actually just put these this into words and so i shared that around and i have people emailing me all the time asking like you know how do i get involved like how do i get to your level and so i wrote up this kind of pitch i have that of like this is exactly how i started this is exactly how i make comics and you don't have to do it this way but this is what i do so when people ask that I kind of just send them this you know take this information you can do what you want with it as far as like an internship that would be super cool um not sure how that would work because with the bad economy now we've had to scale back quite a bit mainly because we pay all our artists in American dollars and it's you know the Canadian dollar going down it's kind of uh, costing us a lot more than it used to so we're not uh, as busy especially with the films and everything as we used to be but um yeah I would love to have an intern I think that would be cool just I like helping people out I would have thought that they would uh, appreciate the opportunity but I'm very intrigued with what you just said about the list of do's and don'ts in the interview situations. Auditions are a recurring theme here. Would you possibly be disposed to returning to us for another episode where we can get into the nitty-gritty of now that you're hiring people instead of trying to be hired, what it is that was off-putting or what it is really charmed you about a presentation and made you want to get to know that guy better? For sure. I'd love to come back and talk about it. Okay, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for tuning in to Monetizing Your Creativity. Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. You can also visit monetizingyourcreativity.com for more information about the show. And hey, be sure to tell your friends who want to understand how to monetize their creativity.